You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, the most listened to daily Miami Dolphins podcast on the internet. Come on, Dolphins fans. Time to fins up. Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground. Fins up, Dolphins fans, and how are you today? And thank you. For listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, I am your host Tom Ernesty. On today's show, we are going to discuss the Devon A-Chain injury news that came out on Monday and what that impact of a potential injury there uh, could lead for the Miami Dolphins. We're going to talk the good, the bad, and the ugly from Sunday's game against the New York Giants. We're going to talk about the landscape of the AFC after yesterday's games, and we are going to wrap up the show talking briefly about the Carolina Panthers who come to Hard Rock Stadium next Sunday. But before I get going, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody listening over at the uh, finheaven.com, the largest Miami Dolphins message board on the internet, and also everyone over at the Facebook group, I am a Miami Dolphins fan, run by the great Carlos Hernandez. And for all of you listening on whatever platform it is, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in and listening to our great shows here at Dolphins Talk. Dot com podcast network. Let's just jump right into it. The Devon A chain injury, yes, injury. We had no idea that Devon A chain was injury. A chan, I'm sorry. Um, had no idea he was actually injured um, until the press conference of Mike McDaniel, where it was brought up that there was a concern with uh, Devon A chan. And what that concern was uh, is his knee. Now, the Twitter doctors or the ex-doctors or whatever you want to call them right now all kind of were poking around saying, oh, it's an ankle injury, ankle injury. Uh, But it is uh, to his knee when asked about Devon Achan. He was asked, Mike McDaniel was asked, Uh, What happened when he got hurt? He was out for a bit, then came back. He said, no, there was, like I said, something that we are treating that we'll get more information on, but he was in and out of the game, standard rotation at the end of it, just like normal. He thought that he might have something, but he's such a tough kid that it was kind of tough to read. So we need to evaluate more, and that's what we're doing. Also was asked, uh... Uh, but just to allay fans' concerns, do you at least know it's not something that would sideline Devon Achan for the season, or is that still unknown? Mike McDaniel responds, well, uh, when I don't know, I literally don't spend any time forecasting either way. That's all this uh, That's all this is, just because we are getting more information, but I find it trivial to even forecast until you get all the information, so I really don't know. was asked, Follow-up, is Devon Achan undergoing an MRI today? He said, yeah, I mean, there's various things that he is undergoing, handshakes as well, high fives. I think from all accounts, he had a good breakfast and lunch. 
but we are just evaluating it. That is part of the process. So what do you take away from that? Well, for me, uh, with him dealing with a knee injury and we don't know the severity, the only one takeaway I can get, he was still going in and out of the game. So he was still there. He was still active on the field and in his post-game uh, interviews with reporters. He was smiling. He was standing. He didn't have any ice, a brace, or anything on his knees. So hopefully it is nothing serious. Uh, in other running back news, Jeff Wilson. Yes, that Jeff Wilson who was put on uh, injured reserve to begin the season. He is eligible. Uh, he was eligible week four, but he was kept on injured reserve through uh, week five. We head into week six, and per Josh Moser through his uh, Jeff Wilson's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, is that Jeff Wilson will be activated from injured reserve this upcoming week. Again, that is per Drew Rosenhaus uh, through Josh Moser. Timing couldn't be better. Uh, if Devon Achan has to miss any sort of time, a week or anything, getting Jeff Wilson back into the fold is huge. With Raheem Mostert, uh, he was a little banged up. He's uh, after the game as well. Nothing serious with Mostert uh, at this point. But getting Wilson back is ideal in this scenario just because we don't know the severity of Devon Achan. Um we don't want to see anything serious uh, with Achan uh, because this running back room has been, without a doubt, the best in the NFL, and the proof is in the pudding. When you look at uh, overall for Achan, he is a mere 60 yards from the NFL rushing lead. Only 60 behind Christian McCaffrey. He has had the ball 64 less times than Christian McCaffrey. And he's that close to having the rushing lead. So it, it would be a huge blow if there's anything serious. We'll keep you up to date here and provide any news once we see it uh, regarding Devon HN. So let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly from the game against the Giants. We start with the good, and I have a few. I have a few. First and foremost, Vic Fangio's defense against the Giants. Seven sacks, 11 quarterback hits, nine offensive points allowed, and under 270 yards of total offense. Finishing up week five, the Dolphins are third in the NFL in sacks. So, excuse me, so they are getting it done. Uh, And one of the guys that is getting it done on that defense is Andrew Van Ginkle. The man needs his flowers. He has been playing fantastic football. Fantastic. Four sacks on the season. Bunch of quarterback hurries, uh, quarterback hits, uh, tackles for loss. I believe he's around four or five for that on the season as well. Um, we do miss Jalen Phillips. Don't get me wrong. But Andrew Van Ginkle has been playing f- really, really good. And this leads me to maybe this discussion regarding the defense when Phillips does come back. 
maybe running like this NASCAR theme on defense, maybe moving Bradley Chubb, putting his hand in the dirt or rushing off the edge to have Jalen Phillips and Andrew Van Ginkle on the field with Bradley Chubb. And then you can have Emmanuel Agba kind of rotate in as well. That's a very disgusting unit when it comes to pass rush if you can have all three of those guys on the field at the same time. Also, the good here is the fact that the Miami Dolphins offense made history yet again. I said it in the post-game wrap-up show with Mike. This is probably the most fun I've watched a Miami Dolphins offense since 2008. It is a refreshing brand of football, something that, as Dolphins fans, we're not used to it. They're averaging over 510 yards a game offensively. That's wild. 2,568 total yards through five weeks. Most in NFL history through five weeks, surpassing the team that is being mentioned in the same breath with the 23 Miami Dolphins offense, the greatest show on turf, the St. Louis Rams. And a lot of this offensive history cannot be understated without talking about the play of the offensive line, particularly Austin Jackson. Man is in a contract year. He came in lighter. Butch Berry also deserves his flowers. He has these guys playing tremendous football. Opening up massive lanes for these running backs. Keeping Tua Tungavailoa on his feet. Tua took one sack in that game against the Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau got it on Kendall Lamb. But you got to give flowers where they're due. And Austin Jackson has been fantastic. Is it an anomaly? Maybe, based on history. But it is not an anomaly in 2023. He has been lights out. I think he, uh, Travis Wingfield from the Miami Dolphins official page, I believe he said that Austin Jackson's pass rush win rate is 96%, 97% on the season. And that ranks 12th in the National Football League. Remember, this is a guy we all wanted gone. And he is playing tremendous ball. Isaiah Wynn, another guy, brought in on a one-year cheap contract, has been a stud at left guard for this team. The Patriots played him at tackle. Both sides kicked him inside to guard from time to time. Mike McDaniel coached Isaiah Wynn at the Senior Bowl. He knew what he saw. He is a natural athletic guard. 
and he has been great. And Kendall Lamb as well gets his flowers because a journeyman in the NFL, he has found a home here with the Miami Dolphins, particularly with Teron Armstead uh, missing his third game on the season this past week. And Lamb has filled in, and he has been he's been playing really well. So that is the good. What is the bad from the game? It's been kind of a theme all season. It is fumble issues and turnovers. And take this with a grain of salt, okay? I'm not complaining. Just stating fact. Both Devon Achan and Raheem Mostert both fumbled the football. Achan lost his. Mostert did not. Tua. Two interceptions. One was a pick six. I'll get into that in a little bit. But the turnovers really got to get cleaned up. The Dolphins did not play their best offensive game against the Giants. It's okay to say that. It's also okay to have an eye-opening thought that they're not their best game still produced 526 yards of offense and 31 freaking points. It is astonishing to watch, but it is bad that the football is being turned over. Now, you can get away with those turnovers playing the likes of the Patriots, playing the likes of the New York Giants or the Denver Broncos. But when you play teams coming up on the schedule, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, dare I say the Jets defense, the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Bills, these are teams you cannot turn the ball over against and expect that you're just going to be able to recover. There are going to be offenses that can make this team pay for those mistakes. It just has to get cleaned up. That's all. Ball security is important. Tua making the right decisions with the football, always important. It's not a knock on him. He's not turned the ball over as as other fan bases claim he is. Just some bad moments. It just got to get cleaned up. This is the type of team that will clean up mistakes. But luckily did not cost them against a bad football team. The ugly from Sunday's game is the aforementioned pick six. Now, I understand the ball was tipped. I understand. But that ball was still going into triple coverage. (laughs) It was not a good decision, and the deflection allowed the pick six to happen. Those are the type of plays that you want back. Obviously, our quarterback was laughing as he walked to the sideline knowing that, hey, you know what? My bad. I'll, we'll, we'll get it figured out. And they go down the field, kick a field goal before halftime, start the second half with a touchdown. You can live with some mistakes from Tua. The pick sixes, though, cannot happen. Can be a devastating play, again, against better football teams. 
Which leads me to our last topic of the evening. And that is the upcoming game against the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are not good. <laughs> and that's putting it it's putting it kindly. Uh, currently on the season, they are winless. They're 0-5, losing to the Falcons, the Saints, the Seahawks, the Vikings, and the Lions on Sunday, 42-24. Quarterback Bryce Young, uh, right now, according to the analytics, is the worst quarterback in the NFL. His EPA per play is less, I believe it's minus .3, if I saw that chart right. I posted that chart on my social media. If you do follow me, you can check out the chart there. So this is a game where the Dolphins, coming in at 4-1, wouldn't say it's... Wouldn't technically call this a trap game because, again, a trap game to me is playing a... uh, eh, You know what? Screw it. Let's call it a trap game. Because they could look ahead. The next game is Philadelphia Eagles on the Sunday Night Football. But this is a game they easily, easily can put up 50 points. Easily. The current spread for... The game next week, I believe, opened. Opened at 14. It is now down to 13 and a half. Dolphins are minus 850 on the money line, over under sitting at 48 and a half. That half point drop might have to do with some of that. HN news? We'll see. But from an expectation. Going into this game on Sunday, I would expect the same type of balance. Lean into the ground game after uh, Tua hopefully picks apart that Carolina defense. Carolina does have a good pass rush. Derek Brown is a very good interior pass rusher. Uh, Brian Burns, fantastic defensive end. They have some players there on Carolina. So you got to get out to that early lead and force Bryce Young to throw the football. He was not good throwing the football against the Detroit Lions. He was awful. <laughs> and his EPA shows that he's awful. So this is another game also for the Dolphins' defense and Vic Fangio to scheme something up to really put the pressure on this young kid. And it, Again, I I don't want to put too much on Bryce Young. He's in a new situation, obviously, being a rookie uh, in the league. He was 25 of 41, 247 yards and three touchdowns with two interceptions. He has Adam Thielen, veteran wide receiver, had a great game on Sunday, 11 catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. But he's got a lot of young players there. Miles Sanders is the starting running back. They're barely using him right now. Chuba Hubbard is the backup. Again, 
not you not using them very much. Dolphins need to continue to lean into the run game. The Tua Tyree connection continues. Uh, Going to probably see some Jalen Waddle sprinkled in uh, as he continues to ramp up uh, from an early season injury plague um, beginning for him. And I expect this defense to pin their ears back and get after this young quarterback. Don't give Carolina a breath of hope. Get out to a two-score lead early and put this game away. So then they can focus on the Eagles. That will do it for today's show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Be sure to go to DolphinsTalk.com each and every day for all the latest Miami Dolphins news and information. Be sure to follow me on X at DolphinsTalkTom, our main account on X, Threads, Instagram, Facebook, at DolphinsTalk. Um, we are going to have shows for you lined up uh, for most of this week. This week being a little different. Mike Oliva and myself heading to South Florida for the game against the Carolina Panthers. We will be there starting on Friday, obviously departing back on Monday, but we will be there for the weekend, and hopefully we can meet up with some fans, have some, have a chat, have a drink, whatever it is. But we are looking forward to getting down there for our annual October trip to South Florida to see the 4-1 Miami Dolphins take on the 0-5 Carolina Panthers in hopes that this team gets to 5-1, get out of this game healthy, and get ready for that Sunday night tilt against the Philadelphia Eagles, the litmus test for the Miami Dolphins. They failed their first one in Buffalo. They get another opportunity to prove they belong. And playing a Super Bowl contender like the Eagles in two weeks is huge. I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a great day. Fins up. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.